0: Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story, and neither of us got traded for three draft picks to move one spot.
1: No, no, we did not. But neither of us are good quarterbacks either, unfortunately, in spite of our legendary games in Tucson many years ago.
0: I'm not convinced that Mitchell Trubisky's a a great quarterback either, though. But that didn't stop the Bears. (laughs)
1: I'm not convinced he is, but... um, you know, as as we kind of already talked about a little bit, um, uh, you know, I, I just think it. You got to wait and see. Um, I, I'm taking a wait and see approach to, and I guess I could go for anything about the draft. But uh, you know, um, I would say this. You know, the the Giants gave up a big price in 2004 to get Eli Manning, and I remember hearing the critic say, "Oh, why'd you give up that much?" Especially when he wasn't going to go play for San Diego. You don't hear that anymore. He won two Super Bowls, and nobody says, "Well, you gave up too much to get a quarterback who won two Super Bowls." Big, big burden to reach, I, I admit, but you know, let's just see how the kid plays. But he does. I
0: mean, but isn't part of the argument process? I mean, the Bears traded three picks to move up one spot.
1: Well, they they had to be convinced of a cup of one of two things: either that San Francisco was interested in him. Or probably, I guess, more likely uh, that somebody else was, you know, that, that somebody else out there, whether it was Cleveland, the Jets, whoever, um, you know, was was on the other line with San Francisco. And, and we'll never know. You know, I mean, that's nobody's ever going to say that, you know, no, uh, the Jets aren't going to say in their, you know, press conference. Well, you know, we really tried to move up and get Trubisky. We failed. Tough, you know, tough luck on our count. Um, so they had to they had to have a reason for it, I guess. I mean, you, you know. Just just common sense looking at it. I I mean, you're not going to give up that hefty of a ransom if nobody else is going to do it, too, or if you at least if you don't think so. Now, could they have been lied to? Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, we never know about those situations, but that has to be the motivation, I would think.
0: Well, John Lynch must be a pretty good poker player. But on on day three, he was interviewed (laughs) by Trey Wingo about and he got asked about the trade. And he Mm -hmm. said that the Bears had reached out first a few days before the draft and said, hey, keep us posted if you hear anything about people wanting to trade to your pick. So obviously, you know, somebody has to go first. So the Bears tipped their hand first and said, you know, we want to know because there's somebody we want. Yeah. And at that point, whether or not there is another team, you create and manufacture another team and find out what the Bears are willing to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now you – you know, I mean, you know, this is it's all sort of like espionage. You know, I'm sure that the Bears are working their media sources to try to find out, you know, are the Jets serious or the Browns serious? You know, I mean, they're not I would assume um, maybe I'm assuming wrong, you know, that every team has. This is why teams cultivate sources in the media. You know, this is why teams give Adam Schefter and, and you know, Ian Rappaport and stuff like that, you know, because then they can go to them and say, hey, what are you hearing? You know, you hearing somebody wants to get up to the two. No. Oh, you are. OK. You know, so I mean, I know Bears fans are really down on this and I know Bears fans have a very low opinion of their front office and their staff right now. And so they would probably say, well, no, this front office is so inept. They don't have that. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that that they did some homework on this and, and thought this is what we have to do in order to get up there and get the guy we want.
0: So let's talk about whose drafts you liked. I will start. I loved the Steelers draft.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they got your boy, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. So that uh, I, I figured you'd appreciate that pick at the very least.
0: Well, as, I, as I've said to you via text, I'm basically like Doc Rivers when it comes to evaluating <laughs> college football talent. If you beat yeah. ASU badly, I don't care how you did the rest of your career. Yeah. I think you're good.
1: And... Yeah, well, and he did more than once. Uh, you know, his last two years, he he had really good games against ASU. Now, yeah, that's, that's not a great standard. A lot of people had really good games against ASU the last two years. But, yeah, I, I mean, I like that pick. And I, You know, uh, T.J. Watt, I know, you know, people pretty high on him. The Josh Dobbs pick is interesting for long term. Um, don't think, you know, you'll see him on the field this year or probably even next. But, you know, maybe that's something that turns into a, a good find for them.
0: Well, I mean, you got – the Steelers take Dobbs, the Giants take Davis Webb. You know yeah. it really. Other than the Chargers, the, the other two big marquee quarterbacks from that draft, right. the teams have drafted somebody to say, okay, this is the project we're going to put time in on
1: now. You, exactly. At least you and, think and, and think and and you know I think that the upside for them uh, of doing that is, you know, if your third or fourth round pick never develops into a starter at quarterback. You know, nobody's ever gonna say, Boy, you really wasted a pick. You take a chance. If Davis Webb is career back up, if he's Kellen Clemens, okay. You know, and it's not bad. Um the forty niners took CJ Bethard, same kind of I thought, you know. I think at that point in the draft, yeah, maybe you strike it rich with a Russell Wilson or a Tom Brady, but more often than not, you get a guy whose high end is backup. And if he becomes something great, you're happy, you know, you gotta steal. Um, but you know, they, they, I I thought for all the talk of hearing teams, oh, they might invest the first round pick in a quarterback, whether it be, you know, Giants, Steelers, Chargers, Saints, Cardinals, who all have quarterbacks kind of in that age range. None of them did. Um, and you know, the chiefs made the move, obviously a, a team with a veteran quarterback, but that, that was it. You know, the other two teams who took quarterbacks are, I think doing so with the notion that they'll be playing soon, if not immediately.
0: Yeah. Um, Cleveland got somebody to finally compete with Brock Osweiler, so that's something.
1: They did, they did. It's it's not a fit that I particularly like for Deshaun Kaiser. Um, you know, I I I told you I think in the you know time we talked times we talked before the draft that I thought he would be a great fit for one of those teams I just mentioned. Uh, you know, somebody like that that would allow him to kind of go on the you know the Aaron Rodgers plan of hey, you're you're not playing. We want you to work hard in practice. We want you to you know, show up to preseason, and we're going to give you a lot of reps. But you're not playing this year or next, and then we'll evaluate. Um, that's not going to be the case in Cleveland because you know there's a bunch of young quarterbacks there. Uh, if they struggle, they're going to be likely to throw into the fire soon. And if they struggle also, they're probably going to look at a quarterback maybe really high next year, and he may be an afterthought really fast.
0: Yeah, I mean Cleveland's draft overall is interesting because they did address a lot of needs. Garrett, Peppers, Joku, sure. I mean those are three yeah. good picks at the at the top. You know, but at the same time they they basically announced they're going to cut Caleb Brantley this morning. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, strange. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I found that story kind of odd. Um, which I mean, they, you it, know. it feels
0: like they didn't know he had that. Like they didn't know he yeah. got
1: arrested. I don't know. I don't know the scenario behind that. Yeah, I mean, that was that was kind of odd to read. Um, you know, we'll see where that goes, obviously. It, you know, yeah, I mean, they, they had a lot of picks, um, so they should have added a lot of volume, and they did.
0: I mean, they um, took Zane they Gonzalez, up, so.
1: They did, they did, and and I think, you know, I think he'll be the kicker there. I know they have a, a you know, Cody Parkey, I believe, is on their roster, but, you know, they, they made a trade to get that pick, so obviously they think pretty highly of him I mean, they didn't, they didn't move up to the second round like the Buccaneers did, but, you know, they, they moved to get that spot, so um, good spot for him, I think, you know, tough place to kick, outdoors, weather, all that, uh, but, you know, he's getting an opportunity, and, and as a kicker,
0: that's all you can ask
1: for, you mm-hmm. just gotta get your opportunity and make the best of it when it's there.
0: So the last team I want to touch on is, as a team that I thought had a particularly good draft, at least the top half of the draft, mm-hmm. was the Cowboys. I I, okay. I, yeah, think, I I think agree. Taco Charlton's a good pick. I think that maybe they could have traded back to get him, but they needed help mm-hmm. on the D-line and yeah. they got it. And then they addressed a huge need in the, you know, the NFC specifically, but the modern NFL, yeah. which is defensive backs. I mean, the Packers had the yeah. same issue. But, yep. you know, after they took Charlton, they take Jadobi Awuzie, and then Jordan yeah. Lewis, who both could start. Yeah,
1: and then well, I, I mean, I like Jordan Lewis a lot. I, you know, I know, does he translate to the NFL? Well, I don't know. But, you know, one of those guys who just got a job done in college. So, you know, take finances with him.
0: And then they, you know, then they went back for more help. Just Xavier Woods, the safety from Louisiana Tech. Yeah. Marquez White from Florida State, the corner. And Florida it's State. like, yeah. you know, it, it's sort of the, the idea of, well, if you put enough bodies at the problem, maybe one or yeah. two of them will be NFL starters. Yeah,
1: well, and they lost a lot this offseason. I mean, uh, you know, they, they saw they didn't have a real strong secondary anyway, and, and the guys that they had, they have lost a fair amount of. Uh, so they had to address that, and I think, you know, they went heavy on defense, but that's the luxury you have when, you know, you have a young running back, a young quarterback, a young offensive line, and they're all good, and they're all, you know, at this point at least the running back and quarterback and a couple of the offensive linemen are still in their rookie deals you can you can throw your resources at defense and they they certainly did that in the draft not so much in free agency but yeah i mean they're they're attempting to, to fortify that side of the ball obviously
0: what did you think of the fact that Malachi Dupree fell to the packers at the 29th pick in the 7th round
1: i was surprised i mean there's always some guys and he's one and there were a few others that over the course of, of, you know, especially on Saturday when you're in round four through seven, that you kind of forget about. You know, you, you hear a lot in the lead up to the draft about the guys that are picked in the first round. And 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 then you get into, you know, four, five, six, seven, and you hear these names. You're like, man, how's that? You know, Eddie Jackson was out there. I think he got picked in the fourth round. And I'm thinking, man, a year ago, uh, you know, I heard Eddie Jackson as a top ten pick. And I know he got hurt, you know, broke his leg this year and he missed the second half of the year. But, you know, it's like, you know, you kind of wonder, like, what happened? What, you know, what dropped this guy so far in people's mind? You know, so, yeah, he was one that, uh, you know, again, I don't know how he, how he tested. I don't know, you know, his combine performance and interview performance and all of that. But uh, he was fairly productive in an offense that wasn't very productive. You know, I mean, they really struggled. That's why Les Miles isn't there anymore. And and you know I think it I mean again when you take a guy in the seventh round, it's it's pretty low risk and it's high reward and I think he fits that you know I and mean, if he turns into something you think man how did he ever get to the seventh round and if he doesn't you forget about him you know you know you don't wring your hands and think man why did that seventh round pick work out for us,
0: yeah. So who did you like besides who I mentioned? Is there any other team that you yeah. thought?
1: Well, I mean uh, one team I I thought made the right move was Houston to get up and get Deshaun Watson. You know, they gave up a first round pick next year to Cleveland, I know. And um but they needed to to do something at that spot. I thought you know, I told you from from early on in this process, I thought Watson was the best quarterback in this draft. He ended up being the third one taken. So I thought that was good. I know they Deontay Foreman in the third round too and I I think, you know, he's um he's a different type of back than a lot of these guys. He's not not necessarily a pass catching running back, but if you find the right role for him, I think he could be really good. So I, I liked what they did. Um, and, and to stay on the quarterback, you know, intrigued by the Chiefs' move to go up and get Pat Mahomes. I think uh, what I said about Kaiser is the same. You know, you can you just put him on the Aaron Rodgers plan. He's not going to see the field this year. You got Alex Smith. He's steady. He takes you to the playoffs. That's good. You got a good defense. Um, you got a good coach that he can learn from. I really think that's an intriguing fit for the future.
0: I mean, it's definitely interesting. And Andy Reid's a good coach, like you said, for developing quarterbacks. And yeah, you can take the pressure off of him by doing, you know, what the Bengals did with Carson Palmer. I think, and just mm-hmm. announce he's not playing. So yeah. let's stop yeah. right now. Yeah. He's not playing this year. If he's playing, something has gone wrong.
1: And right. Right. I mean, yeah, I think I think that's a good spot. You know, I mean, Alex Smith is you and I've talked about this in the past. He's the you know, he's like when you, you know, dating a girl who's just kind of average. You're always looking for somebody more exciting. But then you think, you know, this isn't so bad. I mean, you know, it's the job done. Um, And and that's what he is. He's he's stress free. He's going to going to get you to the playoffs if you got a good team around him. He's done it three of the last four years. Mm -hmm. The other year they barely missed. Uh, you know, so you, you, you hang with Alex Smith, you stick with him. And meanwhile, you, you know, you give yourself the option for 2018, 2019 of maybe a guy who who does give you more excitement, more playmaking ability, more, you know, more thrills. Because um, Mahomes was that kind of player in, in college. I mean, he was uh, a thrill a minute, sometimes bad, but sometimes really good. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's tough to judge his last year in college because their defense was so bad and their offensive so line bad. was so bad. <laughs>
1: So bad. I mean, he was he was just not on a very good team, and and yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you can't you can't pin four and eight or I think they were five and seven on him when he put up ridiculous numbers. They just weren't a good team at all and couldn't stop anybody. I mean, that game against Oklahoma where he you know he took the game record I think for passing yards, they lost because they couldn't get any stops. I mean, the guy has a an all time great game and and he can't win the game. Um, I you know. You know I liked him a lot in, in the off season and never thought he'd be a top ten pick. Uh, reminds me a bit of Carl Wentz from a year ago where, you know, he's a guy I kind of had my eye on and thought, yeah, interesting, you know, maybe a guy you get in the second or third round and then his stock rose as time got closer. Um, but I, I think it's a good spot for him because they're not going to rush him in. It'd be different if he went to the Browns or the Jets. i like, boy, he's he not going to be ready for this, but – I, I think they'll give him the time to develop and then allow that talent to, you know, really take shape.
0: So the last thing I have that I wanted to ask you about and get your thoughts on was the Titans draft was interesting because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody seems to agree that they reached on Davis, but everyone also seems to agree that Corey Davis was who they wanted and there was nobody willing to trade up to five to yeah, get him.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's always, always you know, we, we've talked about this, and, and I always think this is true. You know, when we talk about beach on the guy, there's a guy, there's an interpretation of that at the time, but obviously if the guy becomes a really good receiver, you know, we're never going to look back and say, boy, you should have traded down to 15 to get him. You got him. He's good. Who cares? You know, I mean, we, we never say, "Oh, you're, you know, you're, you reached on taking that guy who made five Pro Bowls. You got him. So if if he turns out good, nobody's going to give him any crap about taking him too high.
0: I mean, you've got to feel good if you are a Marcus Mariota fan or you're Marcus Mariota because they spend two of their first three picks on wide receivers, and then they've got a tight end backed up on that. So in the first three rounds, they had three pass catchers go plus Dory Jackson.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think that will come in handy. I mean, he uh – you know he, he just he really needs a, a year where hopefully he can stay healthy for the whole year he was better last year he didn't have the nagging stuff but he had the you know the broken leg there in week 16 that, that kind of cost them it just to make the playoffs maybe if they had won that game they would have been playing to get into the playoffs the next week. Um, so uh, yeah I think, I think things are pointed in the direction and I'll give you another team I, I mean I don't I don't know about the entire class but I loved you know on the subject of quarterbacks from Mariota's class, Loved uh, Tampa getting a Howard for Jameis Winston. I mean, I always think a good tight end is a huge thing for a young quarterback. And now he's got a good young tight end, great receiver in Mike Evans, a speed threat in Deshaun Jackson. Should be a, an exciting year for him, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, and then in the third round, they went out and got Chris Godwin from Penn State. Who?
1: Oh yeah, is, that's right. I yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. Just
0: another, just another weapon. Another, and, and was
1: you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the best player on the field in the Rose Bowl in the first half, if I remember that game. He couldn't be stopped by Adore Jackson, who went in the first round. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I mean, a, a solid, solid group for them. Uh, you know, again, I I, uh, I haven't really looked enough at, like, full class, to, you know, to say depth-wise, but just first-round picks, those were those were ones that doubted me. And And then, you know, I guess going a little deeper, thought Minnesota did well with getting Dalvin Cook. Can't believe he lasted until 41.
0: Yeah, I mean, they went back up and got him. As a as a yeah. Packer fan, I don't like it. As an objective person, I think that was a really good <laughs> move by them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think while during the season, and I think I expressed to you, I thought Dalvin Cook was the best running back in this class. I thought I would take him over Fournette because I just think he's going to be able to do more as a pass catcher um, I know McCaffrey is very intriguing for that, but I'm not sure McCaffrey can be a uh, you know an every down back. You're going to have to find the right way to use McCaffrey. Um, I think Cook is the most complete, and for some reason, whether it's injury, off the field, whatever, teams got scared off by him, you know, uh, late in the process. But I, I think they have a chance to get a, a huge deal getting him in the second round.
0: Well, and taking uh, Elfling, the center from. Uh... From yeah. Ohio State. That, Ohio you know, State. That does nothing but yeah. help you. I mean,
1: no, exactly. And they had to improve that running game. I mean, that was, that was, you know, and obviously a lot of that's offensive line issues, but um, they really, really struggled to run the ball last year. And it, it led to, you know, Sam Bradford having to throw it way more than he should. And, you know, they just became very, very pass heavy. And he, you know, statistically, he had a good year, but it wasn't a very good offense because they couldn't run the ball consistently.
0: Well, and with Cook, you, you pair him with Latavius Murray, and you yeah. got to feel like that's yeah. a, a much better one-two punch than Jarek McKinnon and Matt Asiata.
1: Yes, I think so, for sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, uh, to me, you know, watching Cook a lot, and I, I did for three years at Florida State, um, you know, he's, he's a guy who, you know, he you can catch passes, wouldn't surprise me if he, you know, as a guy who'd get, you know, 50 receptions in a season, that type of player, and but also, if you need him to carry the ball 20 times in a game, he can do that. I'm not sure McCaffrey can do that. We'll see. Maybe he can.
0: I mean, the the thing with McCaffrey is he's basically already being talked about as playing wide receiver.
1: Yeah, and... yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, I think you know, the ideal kind of role for McCaffrey, and you could say, you know, well, you want more than this out of a top 10 pick, but honestly, this guy has been a great player, is a Darren Strolls you know electric kick returner can catch passes maybe there's a game or two where he has 15 carries but probably some games where he only gets five carries but you find ways to get the ball in his hands and and you know let him make plays in his own way
0: yeah I mean it feels like bubble screens to Christian McCaffrey is going to be a big part of Cam Newton's repertoire
1: yeah it will be interesting it'll be an interesting fit with Cam Newton because you know Cam's such a uh, stand in the pocket and throw the ball down the field kind of player. And he's kind of an old school, uh, you know, type of quarterback that likes to, you know, throw it vertically, as they say now, you know, in today's parlance. Um, and, you know, he's never really had a player like that. And they got a one in the second, Curtis Samuel from Ohio State. So there, you, you know, you can kind of see that maybe they're going to change their philosophy a bit and try to give him some more, you know, high percentage passes, quick passes, maybe, you know, lessen the physical toll as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which wouldn't hurt. He got beat up last year and and really affected him in the second half of the year. So, you know, if you can find ways to, you know, take away some of the hit he takes from standing there in the pocket so long, it's not a bad idea.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting moving forward to see how this all, how the draft shakes out. And as you've said, and Mel Kuyper said, you, you have to just now wait and assess it in four years. But
1: you do, you do. I mean, you know, we, we get really excited for it, and and then it happens, and you want to, you know, you want to judge it right away. You want to say, you know, this team, this team won, this team lost. Well, you know, a lot of times, and I know one that always gets pointed out is the Seahawks in 2012. Uh, you know, that was a draft that got panned by a lot of people. Well, it ended up providing the core of a team that won the Super Bowl a year later, including Russell Wilson, who, again— People, oh, you reached. Why take Russell Wilson in the third round? Well, we don't say that anymore. You got him. Doesn't matter if you got him around later. You got him. So, um, yeah. I mean, it just it just a little bit of time and, and and kind of a wait and see approach now, which we don't do a lot when following sports anymore. But you almost have to when it comes to draft classes.
0: Yeah. Well, I have no more to say. I I think that uh, I'll just end by telling you that. I hope very much that Chris Jericho beats Kevin Owens. Uh, Well, I
1: I don't love the chances, seeing as hell he's about to take time off. There's there's a 0%
0: chance. 0%. Well,
1: there's a small chance that he wins, and then on Tuesday, Owens comes back and beats him. I could see that scenario. He wins the title tonight, he gets a nice moment, and then they end up fighting on Tuesday. Owens crushes him. Sending him off to his you know musical commitments, and then Owens gets the title back. I could see that route, but ninety nine percent chance Owens wins tonight.
0: Also, I don't know what a House of Horrors match is. Admittedly, I don't. Watch. I'm not
1: sure anybody does.
0: <laughs> I, I don't well, watch enough to watched. follow, but I don't know what that uh, means. You know,
1: i watched the last weeks, and uh, they haven't really explained it. Um, you know, seems kind of weird. Uh, the whole thing is kind of weird because it was supposed to be for the title, and now it's not for the title. So, yeah, uh this this pay-per-view tonight if you're a wrestling fan is one that uh makes you long for the days of WCW when there was competition because you get better product. There's not really much competition now and they can churn out uh mediocre booking like this.
0: Yeah. Well, Matt'll have a full recap maybe. This week on what happened. (laughs) uh,
1: Hey, I'll be watching. If you want a full recap, I'll give you one. Put it that way.
0: I mean, I'll get one. I'm just not sure it'll be on
1: on the record. Yeah, that's true. It might not be, yeah.
0: But we'll be back. We'll talk uh, any other wrapping up NFL thoughts, but looking at the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, and baseball's in full swing, which means most teams are eliminated, so...
1: Well, yeah, some, some, yeah, but, uh, yeah, and we're, we're headed now fully into round two on NBA and NHL with the jazz beating the Clippers today and ending the Clippers run for 2017. So, uh, if not yeah, ever, we'll see where it, goes. It, it
0: might be ever for the Clippers.
1: <laughs> it could be. It, it certainly could be. Yeah. I mean, uh, that will be an interesting, uh, plot of the off season is what changes to make. They've got to make some, you know, uh, last week I told you, I don't they should make radical changes because I just think that's, uh, you know, be careful what you wish for. But they do need to make something change, and, and we'll see how they go about it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, Matt's going to go watch wrestling. I'm going to go make shrimp tacos and then maybe <laughs> maybe watch wrestling. I don't know. But uh, until, right, yeah. until yeah. next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.